Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Justin Cooper. I'm coming to you today from the media room here at the Mountain View Baptist Church. My, what an honor it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what a privilege is mine to take the Word of God and to reveal to us some wonderful truths from the King James Bible. I'm glad that we have a Bible. And thank God for this book right here. I promise you, there's a lot of things you can listen to. And you might get some opinion. You might get some conjecture. You might get some philosophy. But none of that's going to change your life forever. I promise you this, though. One verse of Scripture is enough, has enough power packed in it to change the trajectory of your eternity. And I'm glad that you've chosen to take time out of your day. I know you're busy just like we are, but time is never wasted time when it's time spent in the Word of God. I I tell people this all the time. They say, I'm trying to develop a walk with God. I say, well, then learn how to walk in the Scripture. Most Christians today will say they are Bible believers, but not Bible readers. I wonder how many Christians listening to me today, and I'm not trying to preach at you right out of the gate, but how many of us have not even read our Bible today? Not opened it, not looked at it, not felt its cover in our hand or heard its pages turn in our ear. We've not read the Bible today. And we wonder why. We wonder why we have a weak brand of Christianity across our world. It's because we don't have a love for the Bible. Historically, men and women have died for this book. The only way I can hold a King James Bible today is because people were willing to be burned at stakes and have their heads cut off and cast into rivers alive and drowned to stand for this book so it might be preserved for me. I thank God for my Bible. It's amazing how God would condescend to become an author, right? Give us a book that we can hold in our hands, and God wants to communicate with man. And how do he do it? He does it through his word. Some people today, you, you, the charismatic movement, uh, the Oprah Winfrey's of the world and other apostates, uh, not even a, uh, just just flat out uh, lost people trying to parade around as spiritual, will say, well, I had a vision. I had a dream. No, God won't speak to you like that. God will speak to you through his word. And thank God for the Bible. I'm praying God will speak to your heart today as he has mine already as I've studied through this text. We're in Genesis 22, and this will be study five in the 22nd chapter. And let me say this, if you've missed any of the prior Bible studies, all of those are available for you uh, via our podcast. The podcast is found on every major podcast platform. You can find us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, other places. It is free for you to subscribe to, and it'll give you hours and hours of Bible study content already archived and waiting for you there. That way, if you miss us on the radio, you can always find us when you have the time via the podcast. And what I like about that is you can pause it, rewind, re-listen, and that might be a help to you as you take this time and use it in your Bible study, uh, and you can underline, take notes, etc. as we go through the Scripture. Now, as we're looking here in Genesis 22, remember the context of this story. God has come to Abraham, and he's asked Abraham to take his son Isaac, his only son, God says, his son that he loves, and offer him as a sacrifice. I want to say it again in case you didn't hear before. We know this is not Abraham's only son, but this is the son of promise in God's providential eye. This is Abraham's only son. This is the son God is going to bless Abraham with and through. God asked Abraham to take that and give it back to God. A man is never tested until he's tested in the area that he loves. And God comes to Abraham at his deepest part, if you will, this that he loves the most. 
And he asked Abraham to give him Isaac, not just loan him for the ministry, not just to ship him off to Bible college, but to kill him as a sacrifice back to God. Faith causes Abraham to respond fervently. Immediately he rises up and he gets about that business. Faith does not dawdle. Faith does not tarry. Faith reports for duty. And I like that about Abraham. Faith got him started. He got everything together, everything that was needed to fulfill the will of God and made sure it was available and ready to be used. And you and I would be wise to do that as well. Get all the tools we need to accomplish God's will and have them ready. Get you a Bible, get you a church, get you some training, get you a prayer life, get you some devotion, get you uh, some hymns, all that you need. Some some fellowship, uh, some folks that will strengthen your walk with God. Have all that ready so that the will of God can be accomplished. The Bible said, after three days of journeying, Abraham gets to Mount Moriah. We talked about that at length, how Abraham went through day one, day two, all the way to day three until he reached the destination. Faith got him started, but also faith kept him steady. It kept him in the race. And I'll say a lot of folks fall out because they don't start right. They don't start with faith. They start with zeal. They don't start with faith. They start with excitement. They don't start with faith. They start with emotion. And then when the world gets turned upside down, trial comes, testing enters their life, they don't make it. They don't last. They don't finish. Why? Because they didn't start start with faith, and faith did not keep them steady. Faith is a stabilizing thing, but it must be anchored in the right place. Not faith in finances, not faith in government, not faith in our ability, not faith in our health, but faith in God alone is what brings stability in the life of a Christian. So Abraham continued his journey. The Bible said they got to Mount Moriah, and in verse number five, he tells his servants to wait at the base of the mountain. And he said, the lad and I are going to go up yonder and we're going to worship. We talked about that last Bible study, how Abraham understood what worship is. Bible worship is not about the flesh. It is not about pleasing the worshiper. It is not about what I want or how I feel or what I think ought to be done. Faith and mixes in with wor- worship is this. Worship is what does God want? What does God desire? I want to give that back to him. Worship is sacrifice. Worship costs something. You can see in the modern-day Christianity that we have how worship is all centered around the worshiper. That is not even worship. That is, that is fabricated. That is false. That is not real. That is not genuine. Bible worship is what does God desire? What does God want? Let's do it God's way. And so Abraham goes up on the mountain to offer Isaac as a sacrifice. Verse 6, And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son, And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. Now, Isaac is becoming more and more to us a type of Jesus Christ, the most beloved, the the beloved son, the only begotten son of the Father, who's going to be offered as a sacrifice for our sin upon the cross of Calvary. Now, you find here Isaac is going with his father up this mountain. And I believe it's the same mountain that Christ was crucified on years later. As they go up the mountain, the wood is laid on Isaac. That wood is a picture of judgment. It's a picture of our sin. All of that is laid on Isaac. He is under the burden, under the weight of that judgment, of that condemnation, of that sin. When Christ was being crucified for us, as he became our sacrificial lamb, the sins of the world were laid upon Christ. He had no sin of his own, but he took our sin upon him, our judgment upon him, our wrath 
upon him. Our condemnation he took upon him. As Christ struggled up the hill of Calvary, as he was beaten with the scourge and platted with the thorns and beaten with the palm of the hand and spit was down uh, upon his brow, and as Christ endured the blows of those soldiers, our sin was laid on him. Now he was becoming sin in the eyes of God for us. Just like Isaac is going to be taken up on this mountain and die uh, on his altar, we can see it in Christ. Christ bore our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Now, in just a moment, Isaac will step out of the way, and actually, Isaac becomes a good picture of us, as there'll be another substitute provided for Isaac, and we'll get into that in a later broadcast. But you see how God gives us these examples, if you will. Now, we can even look at it this way. Isaac gets close to that altar, and he feels the weight. It's almost like conviction for the sinner. We start to feel the weight and the pressure of our sin bearing down upon us. We understand God requires a payment here. There's an altar before us. There's a sacrifice that must be made, and we begin to feel the weight and the pressure of our sin that is upon us. You'll never get saved until you understand you're lost. Nobody ever gets born again until they're convicted of their sin. I'm glad for the day the Holy Spirit of God reminded me, hey, revealed to me, I'm a sinner. I deserve to go to hell. I can't pay my sin debt on my own. I've broken the heart of a holy God, and I began to feel sorry for my sin, and, and, and that conviction was birthed that could bring forth repentance in my life. And here Isaac is walking up that mountain toward that altar with that weight upon him. You might be listening to me today with the weight of the world on your shoulders because you've never been saved. And let me challenge you, the only way to get that weight lifted is to put your faith in Christ and let him bear that burden and for you. He died to pay your sin debt on an old rugged cross. That's all the time we have for today. Until next Bible study, pray with me for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.